Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a life with respect, dignity, and fulfillment. But as we transition into elderhood, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much needed answers to your questions. Now, here are Phyllis and Rubina. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, featuring important topics for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host, here again with my co-host, Rubina Chaudhry. Our podcast can be heard on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and on other podcast platforms. And prior to Senior Straight Talk, the show is entitled Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. Those episodes can also be heard on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and podcast platforms. Uh, please remember to like, click, and share our episodes. And uh, we always begin with a conversation with uh, Rabina and I. So how are you doing today, Rabina? I'm doing very well, Phyllis. Very well. Accomplished a lot for a Saturday morning. Uh, me too, actually. And um, I wanted to begin today because Olive Community Services, which is your organization, is doing some very interesting things. They have a an interesting uh project coming up, and I'd love for you to take the time to tell the listeners about it. Phyllis, the question is, which project do we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not one interesting project, and Olive, uh, you know, to all our surprise, is just blooming. Uh, the project I believe you're referring to is the telethon, uh, not that, the telethon is, is the walkathon. Right. <laughs> It is the Wakathon. Every year, as you know, and you've joined us the last two years, in December we have what's called an Olive Vision Luncheon, uh, where we talk talk about what we've accomplished in the year before and what we will accomplish the, the next year. And we invite the community, and also that's our annual fundraiser that, that supports uh, Olive's activities. This year, in the time of covid you know, we're not going to do that. So we're going to do a virtual program, but then we thought, you know, how can we get the community involved? You know, we're very much about fit and fun. Seniors are getting, you know, more uh, claustrophobic as the time goes. In the beginning of uh, COVID, we were able to handle it better. More and more people are asking, can we do some smaller activities outside? So we came up with this idea that we will have a month long Walkathon for the month of November, where we will request everybody to walk 20 minutes a day outside the house, preferably where it's cold, they can do inside snow, they can walk in their hallways or in their facility uh, for, for the whole month. And there are a couple of reasons behind it. One is you, you can't make a habit by doing one thing one day. And Correct. we want to get people to have the habit. And this will be a 30 day long uh, you know, walkathon, and I will share details of that with you as we move forward. So, for today, let's let's tell, let's talk about another thon that's happening. Right. So, yeah, I'll get to introducing our guests. So, one of our guests, Jack York, who's co-founder of IN2L, uh, it's never too late, a company dedicated to helping older adults realize the full benefits of of adaptive technology, has been our guest in the past. And today, he's here with our featured guest from Cameroon, Francis Jacum, and we're thrilled that he could join us. Uh, the story of how Jack, co-founder of IN2L, met 
and their continued association is a fascinating one. But I'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about Francis and his organization, which is CDVTA. He'll tell us more about what that means. And it's helped girls, women, and elders in Cameroon have a better future. For, and it's, uh, it's been doing that for over 22 years. They educate and empower girls, women, and elders to make their voices heard, access their rights, and gain economic empowerment that is central to overcoming the cycle of poverty that they're faced with. So with that, I want to uh, welcome Jack and Francis. Uh, thank you very two, much, Phyllis. Two times in a year. I mean, I, I feel honored to be on the show twice in six months. And, and we're honored to have you, Jack. <laughs> and Phyllis, let's share that uh, Olive and IN2L, the company that uh, Jack found, founded, is uh, pursuing the iPads for Seniors project together. So out of our conversation came a project. Uh, that, and that's a wonderful thing. We're all here in the same space um, helping seniors. And I, I better, it sounds like Rubina, I better start walking 20 minutes a day. I, I, okay. let, me know how, let me know how I can support. You guys are helping us. So you know, you, you want to be on I my team help. or start your own team because there are prizes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you and we'll get, uh, and we'll get our guests, all our guests involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Francis, uh, the first thing I want to ask you is um, uh, to tell us a little bit about Cameroon, where Cameroon is before you get into uh, how you and Jack met and describing the organization. Thank you very much, Felix. Before, Felix, before I start, uh, I would like to thank uh, you and Rubina and Jack for giving me this very distinguished, gracious opportunity to share our experience and about Cameroon with you. Uh, Cameroon is a country where we speak French and English in, West, in the West Central part of Africa. It is bordered to the north by the Republic of Chad, to the west by Nigeria, to the south by Gabon and Equatorial Guinea, and to the east by the Central African Republic. Now, Cameroon, like Canada, is one, one of the second countries in the world where we speak French and English. It is made up of about 25 million people. Only about 20% of these 25 million are made up of the English-speaking uh, people, and 80% is made up of the French-speaking Cameroon. So in essence, that is Cameroon, this small country in West Africa. I just want to say that when you look at the population of the United States, which I think to me is about uh, 3,323,000,000 people, and Cameroon, which is just about 23 million people, Cameroon compared to the United States seems to look like a mouse standing in between the legs of an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it's half the size of uh, California. Yes, it's half the size of California. Yes. Awesome. So, so um, which one of uh, you gentlemen wants to tell the story of how you met? Uh, Jack told me the story the other day, and it is it's just a phenomenal story. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll jump in, and Francis, you, Francis can say it from his perspective. From my perspective, I was uh, honored to be invited to speak at a conference in Perth, Australia in 2015, the Global Aging Network, which is a subsidiary of Leading Age. Uh, they asked me to speak on a panel about uh, innovation. And so I'm, I'm fiercely proud of the work of IN2L, and I, I love to tell our story. And I was all 
prepared to tell my story, but I was the third speaker on the panel, and the second speaker, this guy, this guy stands up looking like Eddie Murphy in Coming to America in his full <laughs> Cameroonian attire, and he tells the story of, of honestly of putting his life on the line to start an organization just because he saw how oppressed, especially women, were in Cameroon. And so it really, it took all the wind out of the sails of my presentation. I felt like I was following Martin Luther King. So I, uh, I gave up most of my time just to hear him speak. And after we met, uh, really, you know, we, we had spent 15 minutes together. And, but I was so moved by, by listening to him. And so never expecting anything in return, we sent a donate a $500 donation to CDBTA uh, after the conference was over. Uh, and about six weeks later, I, I get these like 10 video links and all kinds of written documentation. And Francis had taken that $500 and he set up the Jack York Northwest Cameroonian Elderly Women Goat Fund. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and he brought he he brought goats to nine different villages, oh. and uh, Francis can explain. There's almost a spiritual connection between goats and the and the people in Cameroon from from life sustaining uh, uh, context, and and so he, so I was talking to him, and and we started talking, and he told me, you know, after that we I got to know. We just started skyping and talking, and he he had said that. He had no money to go to Australia to speak at this conference, but God told him he should go because he would meet somebody who could help change his organization. And, oh my and gosh, I, I just got the chills from no, I mean, at the, you know, I, I feel, I don't mean to sound narcissistic when I say that, but I was just like, I, you know, can I be that guy? You know, can I be that guy? And so, and so we had the, uh, the idea, I'll, I'll end this because it's more about Francis, but just to give a little context, if the, so I had said, if that's what you do for $500, what would you do for $25,000? I just randomly made that number up. And he had said that never in, in, in all of Cameroon, there's nothing that would what, call this, there's no senior center. There's nothing, there's no building just for seniors. And so uh, we raised, uh, we actually sold goats. <laughs> for $400, you could buy a goat and Francis would, have your name with the goat and the family and in a village. Oh. And so we raised the money and Francis invited me to Cameroon. And so I was on hand for the opening of the Dorothy York Senior Center. That's my mom in the picture oh. right back there. Is my oh, mom. isn't that a beautiful <laughs> and I, I have uh, so there's special. Three, there's 3,000 Cameroonian villagers chanting my mother's name uh, on April oh. 22nd, 2016. And so I, I, uh, I, I honestly, I, I'm dedicating my life as much as I can to help this man and the, the, just the magnificent work that, that he does. And so, but the one, it's funny, the one story, Rabina, you could relate to this. I speak a lot about this and I tell organizations if you get a 500, none of this stuff would have happened if Francis would have just sent the form letter, thank you for donating. Right, right, yes. Behind, yeah. behind every donor is a story. And right. it, I think this is a, 
that's a whole other message of this, but right. anyway, then, I'll, so, I'll shut up. I just, but it is so, irrelevant. So Jack, I just want to say, so apparently you're the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, mean, I, feel funny. I feel funny saying that, but it, uh, it, it, I mean, the so, IN2L started very spiritually with my mother dying. And so there's this, a very, uh, a very spiritual connection between IN2L, between CDBTA, between me, Francis, and my mother. It's, it's, it's remarkable. It's a, it's it truly is, truly is remarkable. So uh, let's, let's hear from Francis. Francis, Francis right, tell, so us, tell us about the organization, please. Thank you very much. I, I would like to start by saying that CDVTA is fully known as Community Development Volunteers for Technical Assistance. This organization was founded 24 years ago after my father died. Uh, my mother was cast to the streets because according to the tradition of the part of the country where I come from, which is Northwest Cameroon, women are not allowed in this part of the country to succeed the property, to inherit the properties of their husband upon their death. So when my father died, my mother was not allowed to succeed in any of his properties. And I wondered how this woman who spent all her years working hard to make sure that her family had a better life and that she could have a better life in her later years could so easily and so quickly be cast aside. Now, when I did this, I felt the pain of the way many women were discriminated upon, many girls were discriminated upon, how women were not allowed to own land, how women were not allowed to succeed property. And I really did feel their pain. When I felt their pain, I decided something had to be done to be able to promote the rights of women, the rights of girls, and the rights of elders to be able to access their rights in society, make their voices heard, realize their rights, and find a way to, to improve their economic well-being by earning income, which is a way of fighting poverty, which has become the evil circle that has been affecting them in the communities. Now, to say this, I would like to say that care of the elderly in Cameroon and in Central Africa is completely a new concept. Mm. Our society does not care about elders, especially women. They feel that women are just property that has been bought by men with bright price and they can do to them as they wish. And so... Mm. They also feel that when people are elderly, they are no longer useful to society. The government does not seem to recognize the rights of older people. Society on its own does not seem to respect them. However, when our elders, especially women, are faced with problems of dementia, some traditional beliefs are that when you have dementia as a woman, it is because in your younger age, you did bad things for society. You are either a witch, and therefore God is punishing you for the bad things that you have done. They do not believe that dementia is a normal condition that can get to anybody as the person ages. And therefore, in Africa, and particularly in Cameroon from where I come, there is no support for programs for elders and very little support for women's activities. When I founded CDVTA, for over 22 years, funding was very scarce. For example, in the United States, I noticed that there's a lot of support for elders in the United States. But in Cameroon, 
we do not have support for elders. In order to champion the work to care, to support, and to protect the rights of elders, young girls, and women, I needed to tell my story at home and abroad. You know, in the Bible they say, you must have to seek and you would find. Mm -hmm. Knock and the door will be open. Tell the story to people and they will hear. And this is what carried me to Perth, Australia in 2016. Oh. To travel from Cameroon to Australia took me 25 hours one way. Wow. It was such a difficult journey. All I had to do was to ask God if there would be a way for me to speak to people and somehow I might find someone who can help us continue to promote this work, which is supporting and helping women and elders in Cameroon. Now, meeting Jack at the Global Aging Network Conference in Perth was an act of divine providence. Mm -hmm. And I compare Jack's appearance in Australia, just like Jesus' appearance with Zacchaeus. I was like Zacchaeus <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> I got I to because, cut it off sometimes. Yeah, because when I, went, when I went to Australia, I didn't understand what kind of better talk I would give in such a big conference. So I wanted the conference organizers to put me as the last speaker. So that when I say anything that's coming from Africa that doesn't seem to look very important, they can just let me go home. But when I spoke, somebody from the audience came to speak after me, and this gentleman will make an announcement, which to me is like a God-directed announcement. Jack said, my presentation about women and elders in Cameroon and the work that we have done and the impact that the work has had on these women had changed him completely. And this is the first time I must have to say today, I don't know whether Jack knows this, but this is the first time, Jack, that anybody ever appreciated my work, the work of CDVTA, oh. and then this person were to say, I'm going to join you and follow you. So I would say that it is not wrong for our elders to say that Jack is their survivor, their, their savior. It is not wrong for our people to say that IN2L is really a life-transforming initiative that has come to the rescue of young girls, women and elders in Cameroon. And so when Jack went back to the United States, I thought it would only end like that. When Jack called me on Skype and sent me $500, I had a meeting in nine different villages we had traveled 60 kilometers to introduce the $500 to elderly women and elders in the community and ask them what we can do to it. That mm. is how this initiative was baptized as the Jack York Elderly Women's Good Fund in the Northwest because goods are very important to our elders they use goods for tradition. They use goods for food. You goods are used for income. And so mm -hmm. yeah. the first good, the first good that we donated to one lady and the family, well, the woman was called Tabita. And when we give Tabita this good, the whole community was there dancing to support Tabita oh, for receiving a good from the United States. And Tabita's, yeah. Tabita's granddaughter says, Grandma, someone has sent us a good all the way from America. We have always heard good things about America. We have not been to America. How do we call this name? We have to name the goat in remembrance of the donor. That is how the first goat was baptized in honor of Jack, and that first goat was called Jackie. Oh, oh. Can, I just, can I just 
can I just, uh, I mean, it's an incredible story, and I'm glad you were able to tell it with such detail for our listeners so that they could really fully appreciate the magnitude of what Jack did for uh, your organization for your country and how that is going to help empower and raise the awareness and care for for women and for older people i just want to ask you a quick question um, um how has covid impacted uh you in cameroon um and, and, Fra and francis i i warned both phyllis and rabina that when you start talking it's a long time so phyllis give them a I know you're going to hit your first break pretty soon. Yeah, so right. Up, so oh, in, a, in about five minutes, can you give us that explanation about five minutes? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, COVID, COVID is such a devastating pandemic that has hit Cameroon quite negatively. Our people never heard about COVID. Our people knew, had no information about COVID. And therefore, when COVID came, it first of all started in the national capital. It came through people who were traveling from France, from Germany, from Italy to visit in Cameroon. And so when they greeted people, our people started having COVID. Now, uh, the difference is that, unlike the way COVID has affected people in Italy, in Europe, and the United States, the COVID um, effect in Cameroon negatively uh, didn't have a lot of numbers. Uh, as, of, as I speak now, we have about 1,500 cases, and we have lost about 400 cases. I would like to say that uh, the Cameroon government quickly responded by closing schools, mm. by recommending uh, WHO rules, social distancing, washing of hands with soap, and then people not going to markets, and so on and so forth. Um, what I would like to say that the most dangerous thing about COVID and our country is that the majority of the people live in rural communities. Mm -hmm. And most of the people, our elders that we work with, have no idea about COVID. And therefore, we are trying to educate our communities on what COVID is and also to introduce to them WHO rules and regulations for preventing COVID. Because the fear is that if COVID gets into our rural communities, our elders will all be gone. We don't yeah, have I any... Ask you, can I just ask you a question about that? Because, you know, in this country, uh, the, the population that was affected most initially was older people and, and older yes. people in nursing homes in particular. Of course, now that's changed quite a bit. How is it in Cameroon? Is it the older people that were affected by it or is it more uh, across all ages of the population? Um, it, it's in Cameroon, there have mainly been older people that have been affected mm -hmm. and a very few middle-aged people. But the majority of those who are affected are, elder, are older people. Mm -hmm. So we are trying to make sure that actually we, we have a small project now that we launch on global giving, trying to raise a few funds to educate our communities on COVID prevention procedures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have um, do you have uh, supplies there like masks and things like that so that when people do go out in public they can not only protect themselves but protect others? Uh, we we are we are making we we're, we're trying to look for ways to produce masks locally. So we give um, 
materials to tell us, look at tell us, and then they sell masks because we the, our people cannot afford to buy imported masks. Mm -hmm. And so we are using local materials to produce masks using fabric, which they can wear. So people mm -hmm. are recommended to wear masks everywhere that they go mm -hmm. to prevent it from people. You know, all of community services had a mask project, uh, right, Rubina? Yes, we did. Right in the beginning of, uh, of COVID, our seniors went into producing masks and distributing yeah. masks and very, very successful. Uh, Francis, I also want to learn a little bit more about the, another Jack York project, the Dorothy York Senior Center. Can you tell yes. us how that came into being and what it offers? Right. Before, okay. and we have a, so, just to let you know, we just have about four minutes before we go to break. So uh, just giving you a little <laughs> time frame there. <laughs> okay. All right. So thanks to Jack's phenomenal $500 uh, mustard seed donation, uh, it led to another bigger donation, which uh, enabled us to, uh, to, 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 to build the first recreational center for older people in Cameroon. It is named after Jack's mother, the Dorothy Senior, uh, the Dorothy York Senior Center. Now, the Dorothy York Senior Center is the only center for the care of the elderly in Cameroon. This center provides recreational services like income meetings for elders, education on dementia prevention to elders or dementia awareness to elders. It also provides health education to our elders. Our elders meet there four times every month to discuss their problems, to um, look at what they can do as a team to help themselves. And this center also provides opportunities for elders to generate income. People come into the center and then they hold meetings and they pay a bit of money to elderly people to help them. The most important thing is that the Dorothy Senior Center is a connecting and linking point between elders in Cameroon and elders in the United States. Mm -hmm. Through the Dorothy Senior Center, we are able to bring elders together who can please speak to elders in the United States on Skype like we're doing now. Mm -hmm. that, this is a wonderful thing. You know, uh, picture, so just, that, I know you got to go over a bit, but that, that picture behind me is a big picture right in the middle of yes. the Dorothy York Senior Center. Uh, and Francis yeah. sends me these pictures of, you know, 15 Cameroonian elders, and there's my mom looking oh, right over there. Isn't that so touching? It's a beautiful and, uh, thing. And, um, you know, uh, we had a, a guest a couple of weeks ago, Emmy, uh, Dr. Emmy uh, Kiota, yeah. and I understand yes. that um, I connected her with someone that Jack introduced me to, and it turns out that when that gentleman, Jeff Rubin, who we've also had on the show, told Jack, it turns out that uh, Dr. Emmy Kiota knows your work very well. Yes, Dr. Kiota knows our work very well. And I just wanted to say that according to our tradition, our elders in Cameroon now say that the Dorothy Senior Center, Dorothy has been brought from United States and buried there. So according to them, <laughs> according to them, Jack's mother now lives peacefully in her grave at the Dorothy Senior Center. Oh, that's um, a beautiful thing. And you so know, so all the time, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, um, I know that there's this upcoming telethon um, yeah. that, that you two are uh, working on. So I want uh, to give you the opportunity to tell 
the listeners about it, what, what it's for, what the intention is, if this is going, going forward, going to be an annual event. So we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk, and we'll be back in a few moments. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. Rubina Chaudhry is president and founder of Mars Services, an engineering management consulting firm, as well as founder and president of all of Community Services, a 501c3 providing support services to seniors, families, and the community. Olive's Live, Learn, and Thrive programs engage seniors physically, mentally, and socially. Rubina's passion for seniors stems from her experiences as an only child, living miles away from her aging parents who are over 90 years of age. She understands the issues and decisions caregivers face. Visit olivecs.org for further information. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the hosts at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now, back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Rubina Chaudhry. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host, and we're talking with Jack York and um, Francis Juckum from Cameroon. But before we get back to that conversation, I wanted to, uh, Rubina to give you another opportunity to talk about the walkathon that Olive Community Services is sponsoring, the one-month-long one, one walkathon. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Phyllis. Walkathon is now the thing of the past. I'm getting so many ideas when I'm listening to, to Jack and to Francis. And I think I, I really do want to remember all the places we will go and yep. all the things that we will do together. Uh, we will be sharing more information about the Walkathon as we move forward. It will be one month long because it takes time for you to make habits. So we're requesting Everybody, young and old, walk for 20 minutes a day for 30 days and then ask sponsorships for $1 per minute of walking. So if somebody walked 20 minutes a day for five days and somebody sponsored them, well, that's $100. That's 100 minutes. So there is no limit to participation. We have teams, we will have prizes and giveaways, and those prizes and giveaways will be announced at our vision luncheon, uh, vision virtual luncheon this year of 2020 in the beginning of December. 
Awesome. So um, with that, let's get back to this conversation. I know that uh, you gentlemen have a telethon coming up. I mean, Rubina has a walkathon. You have a telethon. <laughs> so do um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, the last, uh, for four years in a row, Francis has come to the U.S. And, and we brought him over here and we've gone to uh, probably close to 100 senior living communities. Rubina, next year, the next next trip Francis comes back, we are we're gonna go wherever the heck you tell us to go because it it's inspirational to see Francis at a community yes. and they'll bless the elders. It's it's a it's a very, very meaningful moment. But part of those trips has always been uh, you know, it's always been also about trying to look at ways to, to raise funds. And obviously with travel not doable this year, uh, we wanted to get creative to do something. And, and again, I'll, I'll one quick segue just uh, we didn't want the Dorothy York Senior Center to be kind of a one-shot thing. We wanted it to be much more of a, what, you know, what else can we do? And I don't think I would have felt nearly as strongly without having gone over there and, and seen, really seeing firsthand both the work that Francis does, but also the beauty of the country. And the, I think there's always, a, there's always a tendency, I think, to be almost paternalistic in Gosh, we have so much in the U.S. Let's help those that are less fortunate, and it's it's very it's almost condescending. And I think I what agree. I walked what I took away from my trip to Cameroon is they have so little in terms of infrastructure, in terms of water, in terms of healthcare, but they have such an abundance. Their people have such an abundance of joy and gratitude, and for me, it is not a let us let us see what we can give to help you, Cameroon. It's let us, let's give you this and, and help us over here. I think our, you know, I, it, you don't want anything to sound political, but I think that you need to expose yourself to other parts of the world to understand how great this country is. We've got a heck of a lot of flaws yeah. and let's work on those flaws. But man, it is, it is, we have a lot to be proud of and we have a lot to be grateful for. And that's what I just took away from my trip to Cameroon was, just that sense of, of gratitude and of, and of joy that the, that the people had. So anyway, that being said, we wanted to see what could we do this year. And so it's, it, we, we've kind of modeled it for uh, Phyllis, you, you and I will know this, some of the people in the audience might, but we're kind of modeled it after the old Jerry Lewis telethons where, oh, yes. where it's, it's a combination of fun and entertainment with a, with a poignant message. So on October 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we, we don't have the feed link yet. We'll get that to you. I'll, I'll be able to give you a, a website to go to about it. But, uh, but anyway, we'll be doing a live uh, YouTube link feed of the event, and, and, and it's incredibly powerful videos of people in Cameroon, of the stories that we learned when we were over there, Mixed up with, we're going to do live goat yoga. We're going to have, uh, <laughs> we're going to have crazy, crazy singing and entertainment. Uh, my my daughter and son, who I think you've seen them play musically, they're going to be uh, performing. So it's just it's just going to be uh, a celebration, a very ser you know it's it's serious on the one hand, but we all we need a chance to we need something to be light about right now, and so right. it's a it's a very serious thing that we're working towards and uh but we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it so francis why don't you talk a little bit and so our goal is to raise fifty thousand dollars and francis i don't know if i told you this yet but melissa banco is our co-sponsor it's i2l and banco design 
If we get the $50,000 number, I am going to get a tattoo of a goat. A, li a live tattoo <laughs> of a goat. I love it. We're, 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 we're arguing over what part of the body that tattoo may be. <laughs> Uh, we, don't, but, we don't have to go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 but, uh, but if that would be wonderful, Jack. Yeah, you, you surprised me on this call, so I thought I would, I'd surprise you. But Francis, why don't you talk a little bit about what the, what the funds go for? That, uh, and I'll say one thing, too. We, I think, uh, Rabina, you're familiar with Front Porch in California. Yes, Front I am. Porch, as an organization, has donated probably close to $50,000 to CDBTA. Yeah. And the yeah. reason they did that, they did that initially with a $12,000 uh, grant. And when they saw that every dollar went to the people, and when they saw a very detailed accounting from Francis of every penny, that's really what made them uh, very uh, ambitious to, to do a larger project. So part of, I think, what's very special about Francis uh, is his fiscal accountability of where the money goes and also just the programming. So that, that being said, Francis, why don't you say a little bit about what, what, you know, as we raise the money, what are the things, the kind of things that you do with it? Yes. Uh, thank you, Jack. So um, when the Teleton is over and, the, and there is donation, this money is going to go to support um, one uncompleted big project that was supported by Front Porsche. That is a community water project that we are building for a community called Ilimewag in Northwest Cameroon. This water is going to support 8,721 inhabitants in this disadvantaged rural community. So far, the project has been realized um, halfway, which means that a lot still has to be done. The project has been taken about seven kilometers up the mountains above the village because we build water programs for rural village communities by gravity. This water is tapped from a mountain source and then a catchment tank uh, is constructed at the mountain area. The water is channeled down to a storage tank at an elevated point above the village and it is driven down by gravity and distributed to different settlements of the village uh, throughout. So there is a lot of uh, digging, which is done by the villagers, provision of stones as local contribution. But of course, then we need sand, we need cement, we need iron rods that are taken from far away by men to this community so that stand taps are constructed, the piping network is constructed, and the, the water is able to, to supply the whole village. So as I speak, Jack, the good news is that Half of the village is already drinking part of the water, as you know from the past reports. So the other part of the village, which had helped to build the initial part of the project, has not yet had water. Thanks to the Teleton, we may be able to finish building this water for this community. Another part of the Teleton, as you know, after this Dorothy Senior Center, then came the WD uh, uh, Health Project for educating elders on dementia awareness and the communities. There was also the goat rearing and the agricultural program by Front Porch for the Abu community. Then we had the Banco design, improvement of water sources for small rural communities. Mm. So this part of these funds are going to go towards the continuous healthcare education of communities on dementia prevention.
Oh, it will also continue. Yes, fine. it will also continue to build other small, small water points in communities that are not benefiting from the big community, so that they can have small water sources and supply some groups of people in their communities. But so it will also help with other operations. Can I? I just want to ask you a uh, a quick question. Um, and it's not only related to dementia, but as people get older, and you said there's no real elder care or value for people as they get older, which is something that I always assumed was, uh, was not the case in other countries and cultures around the world. So this is a terrific education uh, for me as well. Um, how are people cared for when they're older and, then, and, and get extremely ill? And by the way, what's the life expectancy in Cameroon? You don't want to hear anything about life expectancy in this country. Our life expectancy in Cameroon, according to WHO, is 57 years. Wow. 57 years. This is because of the high unprecedented levels of poverty. People are poor. They are unable to get medication and pay for when they are sick. Now, concerning older people, I would like to say that many years ago, the understanding in our community's tradition was that when a man is growing, he marries, he has children, and so when he's getting older, his family looks after him. But as you know, about 30 years ago, economic crisis set in. Young people were leaving the villages for the cities to look for jobs, which means that the older people now are remaining in the villages only with their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Young people did not have enough money to help their grandparents. And so there has been the disintegration in culture in the solidarity that existed between communities taking care of older people, family members taking care of older people, today older people have been left to care for themselves. And so to grow old in an African village is like you have been condemned to death. Oh. If you don't have a means of supporting yourself, some of them live on less than $2 a day. On less than, some live on less than $1 a day. And so the best thing is that as Jack said before, the older people themselves, they love their communities. They love their, 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 themselves. And so CDBT has put them together in small, small groups so that they can come together and discuss their problems. We have about 450 volunteers who live in the community. And these volunteers have dedicated their time to go to the homes of older people and help them to carry them water, to bring them firewood for fuel wood to give, provide them food. They also engage them in home-based small gardens, home-based small farms. They rear goods for income. They do beekeeping, particularly women. Women do beekeeping. And these yeah. are some of the small, small things that they do. At the same time, we are engaging children and young people to support the elderly in what we call an intergenerational linkage for right. shared learning. So children come to meet grandfathers in the village on weekend, and they help to work in their gardens. They help to bring them water. They help to clean their homes. Young people do the same. Because we have educated them to understand that old age comes to everyone. Right. It is longitudinally transferable to everyone. So if you help older people in the community today, when you are older tomorrow, the other younger people are going to help you. So... Not only that, I'm thinking that this helps the younger person have an understanding about older people, 
and and hopefully yes. as they grow um, and and become adults, that they will have a different attitude uh, towards getting older and towards older people, a healthier attitude and a respect that if you didn't have this kind of intergenerational program, that might be lost, yes. which is also an issue in this country, but obviously much more of an issue in yours. Yes, and I wanted just to say that just the fact that Jack supported goats with Iron 12 and his friends in the U.S., and just the fact that Cameroon now has the first senior center in the name of Dorothy York Senior Center, many, many youths, Many, many people want to support the elderly. They come together now and they support the elderly. They believe that if someone can come from the United States and try to help them, then they must have strong solidarity to be helping themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's very encouraging. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. I am, Francis, I am just blown away. Right. And, and super motivated by what I'm hearing. Uh, Phyllis has had contact with you in preparation for this uh, our conversation yes. today, but this is my first conversation with you, and uh, I really truly feel like saying, "May God bless you, and may God we, I think, guide I think, you and I think guide us all." And uh, it's it's really, and I truly believe that the key to achieving something is not money; it's passion, and yeah. your passion yes. comes through. Money yes. follows. And your passion is coming through bunches. Right. Yes, I, I think, I, I think uh, Rubina uh, and, and Phyllis, I see this work more like a vocation. I think that it's a call from God to serve. And, we, 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 I, and I tell people that we do not serve elders and women only from the bottom of our, of our hearts. We serve them from the northwest corner of our hearts. We, we think that our older people constitute a lot of blessings to us. Oh. They help in building the society in which right. we live. Right. They fed us. They provided all of this. Let me give you an example. Jack started I2L because of his mother. I started CDVTA because of my mother. Take, for example, my mother carried me in her womb for nine months and I did not die. Right. She went through pains, bringing me forth to this world right. and I never died. She it fed me. She clawed me. And today, like many other women, I see every other mother like my mother. It's a way of giving back to them, the love that they have given to me. You, you know, in, um, uh, in, um, there's a Chinese uh, way of thinking about this, and it's, it's called filial piety. And, and there, there, it goes with that, that uh, yes. the mother... Uh, has carried you in their womb. I've written about it, actually. They've carried you in their room, in their womb. They've worried about you. They've sacrificed for you. They've done all of these things for you. And in return, um, it's 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 like a um, I don't want to call it a debt, but but it's like you owe them for that. Um, so it's just what you're saying, actually. I think it comes from Confucius. Well, well there, is, there, there is there is lots of reverence in every tradition for the yes. mother, and then for me to hear in the beginning how, you know, which is not the first time I've heard in many cultures it happens how a woman loses her worth when the husband or the man in the family is mm. uh, is not there, and I think it really is upon us for education, and you know, in the Islamic tradition. Uh, yes. There's a hadith that where where is paradise? It lies at the feet of your mother. 
you know, the paradise oh. lies at the feet of your mother. And, yes. uh, you know, I too am passionate about this because of my service to my mother and to, you know, yeah, my father. Yeah, you, you so, showed me the pictures yes. of your mother when we first met, Rabina. Yes, uh, and now our, our Olive iPads project actually has um, the iconic picture is when my mom, my mom now has an iPad and I talk to her. Yeah. Oh, and excellent. It's, it's a screenshot where my mom's on the screen <laughs> and I'm in the top corner and there's a nurse with the mask on in the other one. I was able to capture that. I think I, I, I think I shared that with you, Jack. It's, yeah, you know, that no, probably, yeah, no, that was the first time we met. I love that picture. It, it, it describes and it in, encapsulates everything, uh, you know, the situation that uh, that we are in. Uh, how, uh, how can uh, we help? Yes. Yeah, so yes, well, let me... I'll be, I just Before want I to say what? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I just want to yes, make sure that you tell people how they can contribute to this telethon or, or where they can find it. But yeah, get, say what you're saying first. Sorry. Yes, I think I think when I when I say what I'll say, Jack will say how people can reach out to the telethon. But okay. I wanted to say I wanted to say that honestly, there's a saying in our tradition in Cameroon that what an elder can see sitting down. A young man will not see, even if he was standing on top of a tall tree. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, the wisdom that's is true. I, I, and I want to demonstrate this. When I come to the United States, I do to elders what I do to, to my elders in Cameroon. Our elders are our blessings. And I just want to give you a small sign. Do you know why God chose to make elders very gray and white on their hair? When you look at... When you, when you look at excessive gray hair of an elder, it looks like the elder is wearing the wig of a lawyer or that of a magistrate. You know, <laughs> God, God wow. naturally... Hey, God, That's our motivation, Rubina. Yes, yes. God implanted this wisdom on their head. He appointed them. Do you understand? God implanted the wisdom on their head. He appointed them to represent him in blessing us. And that is why when you look at the gray hair on our elders, our mothers, our fathers, it is as white as snow because the older they become, the cleaner their hearts are, the bigger their love grows, the most gracious they become nice to us. And therefore, there is only one way we can see God today. When you touch an elder, you have touched God. When you touch a woman, you have touched God. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So for us, it is a blessing to be able to care for mm -hmm. our women, for our girls, and for our elders. Now, let me hand over to Jack to say how Pook can contribute to the telethon. <laughs> okay. See, it's just like Australia. You can't, it's hard to follow Francis, you know? Right, just, I guess uh, so. But, but, no, but Jack, I guess that means... Jack, you, you're great. You have gray hair. So. Oh, I, I am. I am. <laughs> So I, I guess that means that you're uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is, uh, you know, and Rabina, what this will happen at, at an olive community with Francis is that Francis will go into a, a, a senior living community, find the, the oldest woman with the grayest hair and bless her and, and tell that story. And it, it's powerful. Wow. So anyway, hey, we're, we're fired up about the, uh, about the telethon, if you want to learn more about it, you just type in uh, on any browser, support, the word support, then cdvta.com, support cdvta.com, and it's got all the details there. 
Uh, and we're, uh, again, this is the first annual. We, this is going to be something we just keep doing and keep doing bigger and better. And, and again, it's equal parts bringing the joy and gratitude from Cameroon to the United States than it is just trying to send money from the United States to Cameroon. They, they, both, are, they both are necessary. So I just want to ask you, um, the telethon is on October 22nd, correct? Correct. And the time? The time is at 7 p.m. Eastern time. There's also a link on the, uh, on the website to, when you go to that support ZDBDA, it's got a link if you want to donate. It's got details about that. And Francis, you know what Leslie's been doing? Leslie's our no. co-founder, good friend. She's been sewing masks that's from the fabric from the elders of Cameroon. So anybody, wow. that, donate, anybody that donates 50 bucks or more is going to get a mask made that's the fabric is from a, an, an elderly woman in Cameroon. So oh, what a, a beautiful, amazing. beautiful thing. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was sending this Thank you. I saw that. It was just fantastic. How, how It's just very <laughs> meaningful. Very meaningful. I will definitely be getting a mask. Me, yeah. me too. I, you know, bef uh, be before we go, and I, I just want to say that, um, you know, it's all about, uh, it, it kind of goes with what Jack was saying about uh, when somebody donates something, uh, doing something uh, more personal than just sending a form letter. Um, it's about connection. And, um, and, and that part of it is connection. And that's actually how I met Jack. I, I, um, I think it's just worth saying a few words about that. I was watching a webinar, loved what he was doing because I come, as people know, from the elder care space. And um, I've been talking about technology for a long time. I reached out to him, had a conversation. The next thing I know, I introduced him to Rubina. We had him on the show. So it's all about connection. We're all connected in one yeah. way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah. And um, it's beautiful to have connections with people that have the same passions that you do. Yeah, and, and it's also, you know, I think it's such a cool thing that it literally was this virtually the same year that, uh, I started IN2L and Francis started CDBTA, both from our mothers. And, you know, I'm a, you know, a, a fairly upper middle class white guy in Southern California. And here's this guy from a village in Cameroon. And we are, you know, we, we are, we're like Hope and Crosby. And it's just, life is full of miracles if you listen, if you follow up your intuition, if you do something. I think God throws these things out to everybody and people are, are too afraid to react to them. I agree. Know, and you, it's, it's almost like you're a world apart, but you're not a world apart. Oh, oh. You should see us together in Las Vegas. It's, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> uh, just to follow that same thought, here we are. I live in California and yeah. Phyllis lives in Connecticut. And, and we, this truly yeah. is a small word, and it is all about connections, and, and uh, yeah. God indeed does bring us together. Yeah, and I do. I know, I do. I think that the, 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 the absolute miracle of this technology has the ability to get rid of so many barriers. What, you know, we were talking before, you know, a, a, a few years ago, much less 100 years ago, could you imagine talking to someone for free 
in Cameroon, out, yes. you know, 7,800 miles from where I sit. Oh, wait. Right. And, and, he's, and we're right there. It's, it's miraculous. Uh, I want to say one other thing, if I may, Rubina. It's, it's, not, it's about something that uh, you, Jack, and I are involved in in the week after the telethon. Is it okay if I say a few words about that? Oh, I, yeah. I'm to be Rubina. Sure, Do it. It's your show. So um, <laughs> it's, um, it's a panel taking care of mom and dad during the pandemic. And it's on October 28th from 12 to 1.30. And in addition to Rubina, who's going to talk about her experiences being a caregiver for her mother who lives a distance away, and Jack talking about technology um, and embracing technology for older people to counteract loneliness and for people with uh, dementia, um, we're also going to have Dan Cohen, who's the founder of Music and Memory, and Colin Healy, who's an aging in place architect, a certified aging in place architect. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably um, post that someplace. I know it will be on my website, which is phyllisamonassociates.com. And um, hopefully, Rubina and we Jack have that will on the olive, share it as well. So I'm, I'm really well. glad that it's one week after the telethon so that uh, we, yeah. we're where have the momentum of this kind of conversation, this kind of passion about elders and, and talking to people about elder care. Yeah, and, you know, and it would be Thank fun, you. Rubina, maybe to do something with Olive in Cameroon. And, and again, a small thing, hey. a couple of kids talking to some elders in Cameroon and then reporting about the story. I mean, little things can... Are we so we would now. we have uh, this um, senior story time. I think that's a great great idea. I'll give the name, and we'll get our teenagers here interview a senior from Cameroon. Yeah, and and, and uh, learn, from their, learn from their you know experiences. That would yeah. be amazing. And going forward uh, with this, uh, the potential for a television show, this is something that certainly could be featured on that. So that's something to discuss as well. Well, my meeting at 11.30 is the strategy for uh, one hour per week uh, TV show uh, focused on seniors. So I think uh, we will all have an opportunity to to continue to have these conversations. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yes, so um, I think um, I think it's time for us to um, to say our farewells. I mean, I, I almost don't want, I don't to. want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm really enjoying I, and this. And I have a funny, but I have a funny feeling. If we don't, we'll be talking to Francis for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, I tell, I tell, I warned you that don't worry about trying to have his head positioned on a screen because it's just going to move all over. Right. Right. Even though this, uh, we're taking the recording and it's going to be on a podcast without the visual, but it's been great to be able to see each other during this conversation. So I'm just going to sign off by saying to people, thanks for tuning in to Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. We hope you'll join us again for our next episode for more interesting conversations and interesting guests, though I don't think we could match, Francis. <laughs> don't want to leave you out, Jack, but I think no. you have faith. Hey, I know. I, I and, totally uh, get it. I totally get it. Please remember I'm the number two guy when it comes to he and I together. Right. So this, this has been really wonderful. right? Wonderful, fantastic, and uh, definitely it's increased my motivation level. And for that, I thank you, Francis. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Rubina. We all thank need you, Phyllis. That. 
Yeah, so I'll say to the listeners, please remember to like, click, and share our episodes. And uh, until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your hosts, Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms. We'll be right back.